0: Welcome to Cultureonomics with Arjun. The show aims to unravel the layers of the fintech sector and the rapidly evolving tech startup ecosystem across the MENA region and beyond. I am your host, Arjun, and I'll be inviting founders, executives, investors, regulators, and other influential stakeholders to discuss and dissect the highs and lows of their own ventures and how they foresee the wider ecosystem evolve. Join us as we celebrate success and the spirit of risk-taking the candid discussion that goes past a timid question and cautious answers. This show is produced in collaboration with ADIAN, a reliable end-to-end payment solution that enables businesses to turn payments into a strategic growth driver. We're also brought to you by Lulu Financial Group, a global financial services provider headquartered in Abu Dhabi and operating in 11 countries. Finally, Couchonomics with Arjun Singh, is brought to you by M2P FinTech, Asia's leading payment infrastructure company that enables businesses of any scale to embed financial products. Welcome to this episode of Kachanomics with Arjun Singh. I'm your host, Arjun. And today I'm joined by Mas Sheikh. Mas is the CEO of Stars Play. Well, I've known Mas for A few years, actually. It goes back, I think, five years ago where we were sitting and eating biryani uh, at at a common doctor friend. Uh, With that, I'd like to thank Maz for making time. Maz. Thank you, Arjun. Welcome for coming. Thank you. And I hope the couch is comfortable.
1: It's it's very comfortable. Thank you. (laughs) All right.
0: Let me also start with, uh, I guess, congratulating you um you know obviously it was all over the news uh uh at the and adq have i think taken a majority stake in your business which i think valued stars play at uh, approximately 420 million which is incredible
1: right uh, and, thank you and, and
0: i think i was kind of there at the start of the journey when you know when we first met and i think i was nagging you on subscriptions <laughs> i think i was trying to get a free subscription or something like that knowing me but you know thank you for being here um Maz, let's dive straight in, right? Um, uh, uh, we're going to start with embedded finance, right? And I, I know as a, as a topic, uh, it's getting increasingly de, you know, demystified. People now kind of sort of understand embedded finance. And it's capturing the imagination of a number of non-banking, non-financial services sectors, whether they are retailers, whether they are airlines, whether they are platform grocery providers or media and entertainment players, now, if I remember you correctly, I think, I don't know if it was a month or two ago or maybe longer, I think you had mentioned in print where you said you created a, a fintech or a financial services business within Play. Talk to us a little bit about it. Like, you know, what is it that you did? What made you do it? And, 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 and did it add value?
1: Sure. Um, so the, the last part of your question, did it add value? Uh, tremendous value. We, we wouldn't be here today If we hadn't evolved our uh, sort of payment solutions uh, infrastructure, if you will, so um, so we to answer your question, I have have to go back in time a bit. So so we launched our business, Arjun, in um, early 2015, and uh, and it was before Netflix entered the region, before there were other. Um, global streaming platforms we were we were one of the first few streaming services to launch in the market and and our business is such that uh, you you have to launch with a certain amount of um, uh, minimum volume of content because otherwise you're not going to subscribe to the service so what that does is increases your licensing costs from from studios so it you start with a fairly high amount of fixed cost until you start signing up subscribers so, so it's one of those businesses that has relatively high fixed cost up front. Mm-hmm. And so, so we'd, we'd signed up several major studios, thousands of hours of content, and we launched our service. And the only way you could sign up and pay for the service was through Visa and MasterCard. And, and I still remember the first few days when each day our target was to sign up, you know, say a thousand customers a day. And, and, and here we, we had thousands of hours of content, hundreds of movies, and we were signing up, you know, 20 to 25 customers a day Wow! Um, from our target of 1000. A a thousand. So you can imagine walking in every day after a year and a half of work and, and seeing those those kind of numbers. And, you know, just like with any startup, when you first get started, you realize, you look back and you realize you've made a few mistakes, some assumptions are wrong. And and we always knew that launching with credit card only would be a challenging business, uh, online business, but we grossly underestimated how challenging it would be, because we were thinking, yeah, our target is a thousand a day, thousand new subs a day, but we'll probably do three or four hundred. We'd never in our wildest, craziest dreams thought that we'd only do twenty or twenty five, and and so we we had we had to after a month or two we realized that this is not scaling on things on, have got to change things got to change and 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 we looked around trying to figure out uh, what other options are available in the market and especially in 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 india and parts of asia there were there were companies like paytm that were getting started system integrators that were going to telcos and integrating with their billing systems um but nothing was quite available in the market yet in, in the MENA region. Mm-hmm. And so, so we had to, you know, uh, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. So we, we had to go solve that problem ourselves. And so our, uh, our first uh, mobile payment integration was with uh, Atisalat mm-hmm. in UAE. And as soon as we did that, we saw our 10x uh, growth in our subscriber signups. And so then we knew, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out, okay, you got to do that with every, every telco in every market because we, we were covering all of Middle East and North Africa. Yes, and you are. And you are, and we, and we still are. So we, we, quick from that day, we started, that became part of our core strategy and, and core business. And, and we created a DNA within our company where we started to think to ourselves, as much as we are an entertainment company, we're also a fintech wow. business. Wow. And, and now we have integrated with 24, uh, 24 mobile operators in, in Middle East and uh, North Africa, and three in Pakistan.
0: Are you using any other alternative rails, any other alternative payment? Mechanisms.
1: Uh, we do uh, so. We've over the years, uh, Arjun. We've uh, expanded, uh, right? So, so in Egypt, for example, there's Fawry. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in in Saudi, there's Sadad. So there, for each country, there are specific one or two additional uh, payment options. And uh, an Apple in app in last two years has scaled a lot. Yes. Um, you, you know that better than anyone else. But yes, it's scaled really well for us, especially in the last two years during COVID. Apple in-app was extremely uh, strong for us. Um, Google as well over, uh, over the last couple of years uh, has, has improved and, and we still have PayPal. So so as far as payment options are concerned, you know we, we have over 35 different payment options.
0: So you truly made it frictionless, invisible, whatever the right word is. And I think that's how it should be. And, and right?
1: y- you know, f- one of the lessons for us um, was it's not just about credit card penetration. It's not. Right? It's yeah. also about trust, right? And because, and let's face it, the reality was um, subscribers would gladly sign up for Netflix, even though it wasn't available in the region, pay for it, sign up, pay for a VPN, pay with their credit card, but when it came to our brand and our service seven, eight years ago, they wouldn't trust us with their credit card. So I think um, uh, using credit card online still requires that additional trust, uh, especially if it's a recurring payment. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is where going through the, the the mobile operators also helped us establish that trust and brand brand credibility, if you will, that we perhaps didn't have. So let me ask a question. Did you do this all
0: in-house so you actually have now an in-house team which does this for you? Or That's
1: correct. So each one of these integrations is is in-house. So you have a team of
0: engineers who are purely dedicated towards your payment infrastructure?
1: That's correct.
0: And and so where did you source these people?
1: So, um, look, I, I think um, the... So I'm, I, I started... Uh, in early 90s I started my career with Sprint in US yeah. which is uh, a telecom carrier uh, in, in US and uh, and b- even back then we would talk about the billing challenges that Sprint had back then and and so so the so, so the telecoms of this world are extremely complex when it comes to their billing systems given how many products they have and subscribers they deal with regulatory limitations. Um, con- confidentiality of the data. So integrations with with uh, with the telecom operators are complex. Yeah, uh, commercial negotiations are 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 challenging and complex and can take time. So I would say uh, we we uh, now we have I would say maybe about eight to nine uh, uh, developers that are dedicated to it. But we, what we ended up doing is, with the first few integrations, we tried to productize, uh, in order to get too technical, but the APIs, the interface, uh, as much as possible, and and we tried to simplify it to hey, what are the few calls that we need uh, each way with the, with each of the integr- integrations to just to get the basics running. And uh, And so so we have a team of eight to ten developers dedicated. and then what we ended up doing as is we ended up building a microservice yep. within our architecture to facilitate this. Um, the, the lesson learned was, there are two lessons learned there. Um, one was that the basic integration you do, where you can put in your At-A-S-A-Lot mobile phone number and, and sign up for the service. Something this basic, is perhaps uh, step one in what is really a ten-step journey to mm-hmm. unlock the real value. So mm-hmm. the real value is not that um, I did a basic integration with Etisalat. Now you can sign up for the service and start consuming. The real value is 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 doing that, giving Etisalat the ability to provision and activate the service. So you go, you walk into Etisalat's business center, and 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 you're buying a mobile package. And now that agent has the ability to activate Stars Play, sure. or you might want Deezer, or Amazon Prime, whatever you want. Yeah. Give uh, the agent has the ability to activate the service for you on the fly, as he's activating your SIM card. I think that's the kind of value, that's the kind of integration you need to to unlock unlock true value in the long run. Totally agree.
0: Are you going to launch BNPL? <laughs>
1: No, we haven't gone that far. Uh, until about a year ago, uh, I didn't even know what BNPL meant. I could barely spell it. You're but obviously <laughs> not reading my blogs. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's where I learned about it in the first place. No, uh, not anytime soon, Arjun. Not okay. anytime soon. Well, there are some interesting
0: products actually out on BNPL. I'm not going to do a sales pitch on it. As a matter of fact, Afterpay has launched a product somewhere in the U.S. I think it's in the U.S., which is for subscription-based expenditure. Uh, oh, really? Expenditure. Yeah, it's actually quite interesting. And and our friends down, down the road in DIFC... Uh, Tabby they've just launched another very interesting product for uh, recurring uh, spends okay um. Worth exploring, but in any case we're not no, going to get into it, let's come to stars war or streaming's war, as actually okay. right. So, so we have lots and lots of streaming uh, uh, companies coming in, right? So You've obviously took Netflix. There's Amazon Prime. There's Stars Play. You um, know, well, Apple itself is in the game of it. Uh, HBO uh, indirectly, yeah. OSN, so on and so forth. So, so how how do you compete? Like, how do you stay relevant? How do you stay ahead of the curve? You've seen some 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 phenomenal growth. And actually, thanks for reminding me, you were actually one of the first in the market. Yeah. Right? I, one, one sort of forgets that, right? Um, so what do you do? How do you compete with all of this? How do you compete with these global players, with this global content? And I'm not suggesting you don't. Yeah. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite shows is, uh, 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 I think, the only exclusively with you guys. Billions? Billions. Yes.
1: Finance guy, billions. <laughs> That's an easy one. Yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was well
0: picked. That was well picked.
1: Um, so, how, how do you compete?
0: Like, uh, yeah. is is it really going to get, is there going to be a lot of blood on the dance floor? Um, or there's space for all of you to sort of grow and prosper?
1: So, um, look, as far as uh, what we do, uh, what we have done in the past and what we'll do in the future, I th- you know, it's a bit of a cliche, um, but the name of the game is uh, continuing to evolve and innovate and and localize. I think we have found our edge uh, in in localization. Sure. So where global platforms find uh, problems and challenges, we see opportunity and hope. Mm-hmm. So take payments, for example. You know, Netflix launched all over the world before they... They launched in lots of other markets around the world before they came to MENA. Yep. And one of the reasons was... Uh, you have to go into 21 different countries. Each country has its own regulation. Um, uh, lack of credit card penetration. So we took that uh, lack of credit card penetration and turned it into an advantage for us. And and similarly, going forward, I think there's there's opportunity to 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 localize uh, the overall experience and localize the content. Uh, what I mean by that is. Um, Hopefully you, you saw Pakistan, India, um, uh, cricket, uh, T20 uh, yeah. World Cup. And that was only on, on Stars Play and yeah. at this a lot. Um, so that's an example of us localizing as well as expanding beyond just uh, TVs and movies into live sports. So in 2021, we expanded into live sports with UFC, golf, rugby, cricket, football, football. And so, so when when we look at the future, um, we see three pillars of our service and how we're going to continue to differentiate. One is Hollywood's always been our, our bread and butter, and it's going to continue to be that way. Uh, but then we're going heavy into Arabic original content mm-hmm. and and live sports. So mm-hmm. those are the two areas where we, we think we're going to differentiate our content uh, because the local audience needs that
0: it does totally and I, I and none of the international players are coming anywhere near as a matter of fact I, I i don't want to name one of the streaming services but i think their uh localization has been predominant it's been it's, it's been it's actually quite weak um uh, whether they don't care about it because they're too big or they don't have the 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 right way of collecting data on on their consumers that do not know yeah. because i am a a, a, a tv addict Right. As in, I I, I hardly sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I I watch. Television. So you're
1: one of our you know ideal customers. I'm the ideal customer. Yeah, I'm, right. the, I'm, the, I'm the I'm
0: the I'm the kind of guy who on a, on a on a good weekend can go through 12 to 14 hours of oh wow of okay. binge watching. I I, can, I just you know I saw the Sopranos all over again. I think in less than two weeks yeah right um, you, you well and i
1: uh, same I, i've seen sopranos like four times <laughs> yeah so it, it's you know
0: who, 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 would, who wouldn't yeah. is my view
1: let me circle back to where we started right um
0: you, you're a successful founder you've been you know um uh you, you you've been running a business nearly for a decade um uh, uh in this market uh and especially it's an online business right yeah. and, and online businesses do have challenges right um uh What's your kind of advice to to sort of startups uh, or, or entrepreneurs or founders or whatever they may be, uh, who are starting these online businesses? Uh, how should they think differently? Um, what should they do differently um, to, to sort of succeed?
1: Right? Yeah. Uh. Well, there's 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 a few uh, few uh, thoughts that come immediately to to mind. You know, I, I think when we look at uh, emerging markets, uh, uh, Middle East and North Africa, one has to keep in mind that even we have a tendency to block, to consider MENA as one big block, and, and you know that's far from truth, right? In, in the Gulf markets, the, 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 the per capita discretionary income the GDP, the infrastructure is very similar to Western Europe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, other in North Africa, I think uh, infrastructure is different. Affordability is different. So we have to keep that in mind. It, sure. it seems like an obvious thing, but we still challenge ourselves every day. Even today, we were talking about how we localize our service in Egypt versus Morocco. Mm-hmm. and And you have to get into that hyper localization. If you're going to launch a product in in Middle East and North Africa, you have to hyper localize uh, your product or your service. So that's one. Second, I would say um a- as with any any um, business you're launching online or or m- more traditional, um, you know as 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 uh, as an entrepreneur, we have to keep in mind that as much as believing in your own ideas and conviction in your uh, ideas is important uh, the flip side is having that humility to accept when you were wrong and and ability to go back and adjust is extremely important because as uh, and, and we've we've run a successful business so far but we've also made a lot of mistakes but we've also gone back always admitted mistakes and 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 adjusted and corrected for those i think sometimes we fall in our love we fall in love with our ideas and and forget what the bigger picture is um and finally i i think the the, the third one i would say that the the journey is is a hard one <laughs> and uh, and one has to figure out what that deeper purpose is because when things do get extremely difficult uh, you you need you need to be able to dig deep, yep. find that and en- find that energy right, yeah. that resilience, the adversity quotient, uh, all of that. And I think that adversity quotient uh, comes from whatever your deeper purpose is, right? It could be you you want to leave a legacy for your kids. It could be you want to buy a bigger home or a car, you know. D- uh, but whatever that is, yeah. make sure it's there, and and you're clear about it. That's great, Maz.
0: Maz, it was a pleasure to have you. I particularly enjoyed your answer on the last question. (laughs) So I take away hyper-personalization or hyper-localization, having that deeper purpose and having the humility to sort of evolve and learn. I think that's quite critical. And I think people forget that that those are sort of the tenets of, of, of success. And I think if I was to ask the vast majority of successful founders, irrespective of what sector they come from, I think these three would sort of be in the top five lists uh, 95% of the time. I, I really appreciate you taking our Thank time from your busy enough. schedule. It was a pleasure to see you. Uh, I'm going to ask you one last question. What's your favorite series going on right now? It
1: um, has to be Billions. I'm a Billions fan. Okay,
0: except Billions because <laughs> we've already given
1: them the... You've uh, So for me, uh, right now, I'm um, I'm watching Turkish dramas. Oh, are you? Yeah, okay. uh, they're dubbed in Arabic uh, and subtitled in English. Okay. So I'm I'm watching uh, Ertugrul.
0: Yeah, well, I've heard. That. I've yeah. heard a lot of things about and, a lot of good things about
1: that. But but the interesting thing with Ertugrul is it's I've been watching it for the last year and a half, and I'm still only on season three, and I've still got two more seasons to go. Because okay. they have hundred episodes each season. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and each episode is like one hour. Wow, that's it's, it's slow burn it's that, a lot of content that's a lot of content <laughs> that's a lot of
0: content. I might take you I might might do it maybe maybe with some of that might be the the idea but i've heard some very good content comes out of turkey
1: it's uh, uh, yeah it's amazing we 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 just acquired um sequel of ertugrul okay so ertugrul is the the father of uh, uh, usman who was the founder of the ottoman empire yes. so the sequel is actually about usman, usman. so okay. you learn history as well not hundred percent factual but it's, but it's it's entertaining it, it's entertaining a lot it's of ent- action
0: entertaining right well thanks a lot for coming in thank you Arsene. appreciate you taking thank our you. time thank All you right. so much thank so you. thank you mars for taking out time from his, his rather busy schedule cool. and watching his tv series <laughs> um, uh, it was a pleasure to have him here um, i've seen mars uh, over the last sort of five years Predominantly in a social context, but it's 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 actually quite uh, impressive to see the rise of stars play, and and sort of grow and you know become one of the dominant players in the region and and you know they're obviously in countries like Morocco which I didn't know didn't know about so that's great um, so I'd like to thank Mars and with that I'd like to say goodbye uh, till the next episode.